Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. I'm Tracy from Stuff You Missed in History Class. Are you a small business owner or even someone who dreams of entrepreneurship? Then check out Season 2 of Mind the Business, small business success stories from iHeart Podcasts and Intuit QuickBooks. Join hosts Austin Hankwitz and Janice Torres as they interview entrepreneurs sharing insights around starting and nurturing a small business. You won't want to miss these inspiring stories of entrepreneurship and discovering ways to business differently so you can too. The Kakadu Plum is an Australian native superfood containing 100 times more vitamin C than oranges. So why have you never heard of it? PR. No one's drinking a Kakadu smoothie? I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a gigillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotel's family of 22 brands has over 7,400 locations and the perfect hotel for any traveler you want to be. Like a Cambria Hotel serving up locally inspired craft cocktails for all my folks who maybe want to meet up and talk about Mad Royals. Check into a Radisson Hotel with flexible workspaces for you strivers who listen during business travel. Or a Comfort Hotel with free hot breakfast, family-friendly pools, and big spacious rooms for the parents who listen with their kids and need a little retreat. What are you waiting for? Join Choice Privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you when you book direct at choicehotels.com, where travels come true. Welcome to Stuff You Missed in History Class, a production of iHeartRadio. Hello and happy Friday. I'm Tracy V. Wilson. And I'm Holly Fry. Uh, this week, we talked about the Lowry War, something one of our colleagues suggested forever ago that we finally got to. One person whose work was a big part of this research was Melinda Maynard Lowry. Um, She is a historian and currently works at Emory University, I think. Um, She has written two different books on Lumbee history. One is The Lumbee Indians and American Struggle. The other is Lumbee Indians in the Jim Crow South. And that one is super interesting talked about a lot of stuff that wasn't directly related to this episode or the context for this episode um, because it's really about the very complex and nuanced relationship between uh, the Lumbee tribe and segregation in North Carolina, which I originally had a whole part of in the episode outline. And it was becoming so incredibly long and was not actually related to the Lowry War. I mean, it's part of the, like, ongoing following context, but it wasn't actually part of the war itself. Because North Carolina public schools were racially segregated basically from the beginning. So once the state recognized the Lumbee as an indigenous tribe, they were able to start their own school. And then that led into starting their own uh, normal school or teacher college because the Lumbee teachers weren't allowed to go to teaching college at any of the white schools. 
And that normal school or teacher's college eventually became the University of North Carolina at Pembroke. So (laughs) that is a very complicated and nuanced story. And I also, in addition to all of the complexity involved with it, I sort of felt like I, a white person, not the best person to tell it. That whole book, though, I found very accessible to read for folks who are, you know, not historians and not living their day-to-day immersed in history every single day. So that is something to check out if uh, if folks want to know more. Um, A rabbit hole I went down while doing this research, besides that one, (laughs) is the North Carolina's outdoor historical dramas. (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know why that phrase makes me laugh. And so I I just had this moment when I was like, oh, and then they made an outdoor drama about it. And then I was like, do other places have outdoor dramas in the way North Carolina does? Um, because we mentioned The Lost Colony, which is obviously about the lost colony. We mentioned Unto These Hills, which is about Cherokee history. I've seen that one. There's another one called Horn in the West. Horn in the West was first performed about the same time as Unto These Hills was. I think those were within a few years of each other. I'm saying that from memory. I apologize if I got it wrong. Um, Horn in the West is about, like, uh, Daniel Boone. So that's not about Indigenous history, really. And I've seen that one also. So I've I've seen Horn in the West and Unto These Hills. I don't think I have seen The Lost Colony. I have not seen... Uh, the one that we talked about in this episode. But, like, these outdoor dramas that are about the history of the place that the drama is performed, there's multiples of them in North Carolina. And so I, like, sort of tried to go down this path of, like, why are there so many of these in North Carolina? <laughs> there are also, I mean, there's there are places that have Shakespeare in the park or have, like, an outdoor theater company that does shows outdoors in good weather, but this is like the same show that is done in the same theater over and over again as a tourist attraction every single year. And I'm just like, what is the story there? And I was not finding satisfying answers to what the story is there. And then I was also like, this is not what the ap- the episode is about, Tracy. Get back to work. Yeah, I, I, it makes me laugh because it seems so oddly specific. Yeah. Because I don't know of any others that exist in quite that way, right? Like, there are certainly people that do reenactments in various places, but I can't think of anywhere else that has, like, that as a cultural thing thing. Yeah. And, I mean, the fact that there are three in North Carolina that have been running, to my (laughs) knowledge, for decades, and then other ones in North Carolina that have run for a period of years, and then maybe they fizzled out, maybe they got picked back up, North Carolina does have a relatively mild climate for doing outdoor dramas in the warm weather months. It's less mild now because of climate change, but still. Uh, I also maybe am particularly interested in them because I was a theater kid in high school and I knew people who, like people who went to college at Appalachian and in the summer they would do Horn of the West as one of the actors in that show. You know, I got my degree in theater. I don't think I have any friends that have done those. Huh. Like, of of anywhere, not necessarily North Carolina, but, like, you know. I have certainly had friends do, like, repertory theater in the summer in various places, but not, not like, something as specific as, like, historical dramas that are part of, like, a tourism industry. Yeah. Fascinating. 
when I was in high school, my mom and I would go on weekend trips together. And we went on multiple different weekend trips that involved going out to the mountains. And uh, it was on those various trips that we saw Unto These Hills and Horn in the West. And I'm really pretty sure that I've never seen the Lost Colony, even though I have also visited that part of North Carolina. So anyway, I'm glad that that we finally got to the Lowry War from my short list that is not short at all. The federal recognition conversation is so complicated to me and is another thing where, like, I as a white person am not the person to, like, sort all that out. Holly is like, I have nothing further to add. No, it's all, it is all complicated. I mean, I I found myself, um, I'm glad you did the research on this one because I found myself getting lost with everyone having the same name. Yeah. Where I was like, I literally had, as I was reviewing it this morning, I had like a weird chart and I was like, wait, did I do this right? Have I gotten confused with the... Uh, <laughs> There, so there are a, a group of family names that are really common among the Lumbee, and they include Lowry and Oxendine, a lot of the names that came up in the show. Um, those are not names that a lot of people would think of off the top of their head as being like an indigenous person's last name. Um, and that's been one of the things of like, how did this group of people living in this part of North Carolina with a like a tribal identity that goes back for centuries have a lot of last names that people would think of as English. And I think that is one of the things that fed into the, like, are these descendants of the Lost Colony conversation that came up in the 19th century. Right. Um, So, yeah. There are lots and lots of Lowry's still today, (laughs) including uh, Lowry's in, like, leadership. Uh, Melinda Maynard Lowry, the historian that uh, was, that wrote some of the work, uh, that was part of the research for this, as well as doing a panel that I watched a video of that was about all of this. So yeah, uh, if you are interested in this, the greater history of the, the Lumbee tribe, highly recommend Melinda Maynard Lowry's work. Planning your next trip? Choice Hotels has a stay for any traveler you want to be with 22 brands in over 7,400 locations. Whether you're a business traveler, a family road tripper, someone who wants to seek out history and maybe make your own, or just planning a quick getaway, Choice Hotels has a stay for any you. Like a Cambria Hotel, where you can be a cocktail connoisseur and sip locally inspired craft beverages at downtown locations in the center of it all. This is a fun way to visit cities with a lot of history and a lot of fun in mind. Or a Radisson Hotel for for all our productivity powerhouses out there. With flexible workspaces and on-site restaurants, you'll get the most out of your work trip. You'll get the coffee, the Wi-Fi, and the work done. And we can't forget about comfort hotels. Imagine you're a family road tripper, waking up in your big spacious room and then heading down to a free hot breakfast for the entire family, including waffles. So you'll be well-fed and ready for the day's adventure, even if that's just relaxing. After that, you're spending all afternoon relaxing by the pool. You deserve it. What are you waiting for? Join Choice privileges and start earning points toward your next stay. Find a stay for any you. Book directly at choicehotels.com where travels come true. Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping? Then give your business the edge it needs with USPS Ground Advantage Shipping from the United States Postal Service. Keep everything simple with clear upfront pricing and no unexpected surcharges. Keep things affordable with some of the lowest prices out there. And keep it all reliable with on-time ground shipments. It's time to turn shipping to your advantage. Learn how at usps.com advantage.
USPS Ground Advantage. Simple, affordable, reliable. When you think about the future, what kind of technology do you envision? Whatever the future holds, artificial intelligence will undoubtedly be at the heart of it all. Join Graham Class as he hosts Season 2 of Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast from Ruby Studio in partnership with Intel. Explore the future of technology that's rapidly evolving our world today with the help of AI. There is still so much work and research needed to fully understand the power and potential of AI. And Intel is at the forefront of implementing AI in revolutionary technology that's changing the world we live in for the better. In each episode, Graham interviews the minds transforming medicine and healthcare, retail, entertainment, personal computing, and more while pioneering new uses for AI in these spaces. Tune in every other Tuesday and explore the latest technology that's changing our world today and creating a more accessible tomorrow. Listen to Technically Speaking, an Intel podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We talked about Thomas Midgley Jr. We sure did. That wasn't the most fun ever. No. Yeah, I I was unaware of how much people already knew about leaded gasoline being dangerous. It wasn't entirely surprising because you and I are both old enough to remember leaded gasoline being sold at gas stations. And oh, I remember... Yeah as a child, being like, how did anyone think this was a good idea ever? Leaded gasoline was not the only very problematic source of lead that that was phased out over about the same time. There are also things like leaded paint. A lot of houses still have leaded paint in them. Lots of other stuff. But I I remember being there at the gas station with my mom and just kind of being like, I don't understand why we had to have a process where we put the lead in there and then we took the lead out of there. And I was like, "Did was the lead just always in there? Is lead part of gasoline? And we just discovered we needed to take it out. Like, I didn't really get it. But I also didn't really get, like, why anybody would have thought that would have been a safe thing to do. Uh, yeah, I mean, right, this is a disheartening one for many reasons. And you and I talked about it beforehand. Like, this idea that... um business is more important than safety is yeah. a problem that many industries have had over the years. And it just keeps recurring. It really does. This one is especially bad because people were dying so quickly. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, we're fixing the factory. Okay, but people have already died. Like, there's clearly yeah. a big problem with what you're doing. Yeah. Something that we didn't talk about, um, one of the things Alice Hamilton was really focused on was, what about gas station attendants? Right. Um, Because, uh, I mean, there are still places where people don't pump their own gas routinely. But the process of putting the lead into the gasoline, there was a lot of back and forth about when that step should happen. And there was uh, 
a process that involved actually putting it in at the at the gas station. And Alice Hamilton kept being like, this is killing people in factories. Have you even thought about the person who is pumping people's gas all day, every day? Like, what exposure is going to do to that person? Clearly, nobody had thought about it. <laughs> we didn't even get into it in the episode because it felt like a whole other thing. And I also felt like the episode was becoming very long. Um, I don't know why it did not occur to me that that might happen when I decided to do uh, what I did with the episode, which was to talk about his biography and these two other things. <laughs> uh, yeah. Would you like to hear funnier thoughts? Yeah. Okay, so um, are you familiar with Raw's Chast? There's a bell that's ringing. Right. It's just not... You might be and not even realize it. Roz Chast is a cartoonist that uh, did a lot of stuff for The New Yorker for a very long period of time. She's so funny, and I love her. Um, And this episode reminded me of one of my favorite Roz Chast cartoons, Mm -hmm. which is called Four Common Lampshade Mistakes and How to Avoid Them. And they're very silly. Like, one lampshade is too tiny, and the suggestion is just buy a larger shade. One is too large, buy a smaller shade. One has too much fringe, just cut off the fringe. And the fourth one says, made of magnesium and benzene-soaked rags, leave the room. And I, this has (laughs) been one of my big favorites for a very long time and so when benzene came up in the midst of like all of this other horrible stuff my brain like deposited a little dopamine and went remember that great Ross Chast cartoon oh yeah you could tell other people about the great Ross Chast cartoon that's really good uh Ross Chast is I love her um I also want to say something about our listener mail okay Abby I'm sorry to do this to you but I'm you may have already discovered there is also Dire Real Woman <laughs> oh I didn't even know that and I researched that episode Yes. Well, you wouldn't have it. It was related, like, it came out later in relation mm-hmm. to, like, women's health. Um, but I am currently in the midst of acquiring a diarrheal woman so that I can have a diarrheal couple. <laughs> That's great. I I understand, Abby, the proclivity to just buy strange things when you hear about them. And I'm sorry I have put this on your radar if you didn't already know. Or you're welcome. I don't know which, but um, d- diarrheal woman. I did want to note that uh, a little bit about what I found so upsetting about Thomas Midgley Jr.'s death. So if if that's going to be a troubling topic for people, I think this is going to be a Wednesday episode, so you can probably just... Have a great weekend. Have a great weekend. (laughs) Um, So the first things that I found that were about his death described it flatly as an accident. And it wasn't until later that I learned that, like, the death certificate and the coroner's report did not come to the same conclusion of it being an accident. Um, The idea that this man had to make a lift for himself Mm -hmm. to get from the bed to the wheelchair and that he had accidentally or, like, become entangled in it and that it had killed him, I found so upsetting. Uh, Because, number one, it's clear that at that time... Uh, there was so much stigma around disability. One of the things that started to shift that stigma was how many people became paralyzed as a result of polio and then advocated for themselves and for changes to disability rights law. We've talked about that some yeah. in our episode uh, on the independent living movement and Ed Roberts, who was a big figure in that movement. But still today, there are so many basic things that so many disabled people need for so many basic tasks of life, 
that they cannot get access to or cannot afford access to, or there's like only one model and that model doesn't quite Mm -hmm. work for them. Um, My mom needs a lift to get from anywhere to anywhere. Yeah. And on occasions when she has had to be hospitalized, a lot of times they will have a sling for that lift, which is the thing that she's in to like move her from place to place. But it's not a sling that allows access to the toilet. And that just makes going to the bathroom like a whole gigantic, like a bigger process than otherwise. And so the fact that the that he had to build something for himself and that regardless of the circumstances, the thing that he built for himself killed him carries through to it just it it made me very angry and upset. Of course. <laughs> so and that, it's like an example both of how there has been progress and how there is still so much, so much more that needs to be done about access and about how people having the the tools and the resources and the equipment that they need for daily life with a disability. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, this has been a, a very interesting time in terms of disability resources because I feel like during the pandemic when most people, during the early parts of the pandemic, I should say, when most people were staying home, there were some kind of benefits that came about that really, really helped the disabled community. Mm-hmm. And now a lot of those are rolling back. Um, I had just retweeted a, a tweet from a woman who was commenting on a, a story about how restaurants are now pulling their their QR code menus because... Mm some people don't like them. And it's like, she's like, I'm blind. That gave me like a level of access at restaurants that I haven't normally had. Why would you take this away? It doesn't detract from anyone else's experience. Mm-hmm. And I I hope that the the upside of all of this is that these are discussions that people are recognizing now that maybe haven't considered what it is like for someone who is disabled to have to like make their way in a world that does not make space for them and does not provide the equipment and the things they need. But also, as you said, it's infuriating because it's been going on forever. For Yeah, for all of the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think social media, as, as conflicted as my relationship with social media is, um, I think so, social media has allowed so many people to have a bigger voice and to, sh- to have more diversity of the voices that you have access to. I mean, there are still barriers to social media that are based on all kinds of different factors, including disability, but um, so many disabled people have been able to to communicate their own thoughts and needs and feelings about things to a much broader audience, and I think that is bringing more awareness to stuff. A thing, (laughs) I've told Holly that I've done this. I haven't really, like, publicly... I've been trying to do less doom-scrolling on Twitter, and one of the things I do instead of doom scroll on Twitter is I just flip through TikTok until I find somebody doing something really cool. Um, and I found a lot of folks on on TikTok who are disabled and are making content that is about their disability in ways that are just really thoughtful and funny. And folks who are willing to answer lots of questions for people do not go pepper people with unsolicited questions because that can be really... <laughs> Uh, like, invasive, but, like, people who are willing to take on that role and to talk to people about stuff that's going on. And I'm, like, I am heartened to see that. I simultaneously am, like, I wish people did not have to do 
this kind of work. I wish we were already to a point where we had more understanding, but like also I'm glad there is more access there uh, through these and other communication methods. So anyway, happy Friday. I hope whatever's happening on your weekend is going to be good, as good as it can be, <laughs> whatever is happening. Uh, we will be back with a Saturday Classic tomorrow. We'll be back Monday with a brand new episode. And uh, hope everybody has a little minute of peace, whatever's going on. Stuff You Missed in History Class is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Malcolm Gladwell from Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. With some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Asking the right questions can greatly impact your future especially when it comes to your finances. So if you're looking for a financial advisor you can trust, certified financial planner professionals are committed to acting in your best interest. That's why it's got to be a CFP. Find your CFP professional at letsmakeaplan.org. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.